0: Today, I'm joined by Ryan Bidolph. Ryan is a former security guard turned full-time professional blogger who owns Blogging from Paradise. He shares tips for retiring to a life of island hopping through smart blogging and has traveled the world for over five years. He coaches entrepreneurs on how to increase their blogging income, traffic, subscriber count, social proof, how to get more brand awareness, and how to gain the trust of their target audience. Welcome, Ryan. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Millette, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Now, before we jump into more about your business, I'd like to know a little bit more about who you are and what you like to do when you're not working.
1: Sure, sure. Well, who I am right now, nine years ago, I had a really tough time after being let go from a security guard job. So I dove into the blogging bit and kind of learned that in and out after some trial and a lot of error. So over time, I just wanted to work my way towards building a blog where I help folks retire to a life of island hopping as I did because me and my wife Kelly start traveling the world and seeing really, really awesome places. So I'm like, okay, I decided to create blogging from paradise like three or four years ago. When I wanted to do something a little more authentic, because before that I was kind of doing the make money online bit. Mm-hmm. So as far as my blog now, it's just helping folks retire to a life of violent hopping through smart blogging, or if they want something that's maybe not quite as ambitious, just if they want to develop an income stream. So it's one of those deals online-wise. Offline-wise, what do I do when I'm not blogging? A lot of travel. We've seen a lot of places in Southeast Asia, the South Pacific, so traveling's really big to us. Um, other than that, I love exercising, meditating, really just enjoying the lifestyle that I've been able to live through my blog. But more than that, kind of diving a little bit more into my fears in certain areas and also following my fun. That's kind of a, a one-two punch to what I like doing offline. So. so that's pretty much it as far as what I'm doing away from the Chromebook or phone.
0: Well, you know, everybody loves to be inspired by people's journey. So the first part of our conversation is going to focus on your journey. So, when did you start coaching and what led you to kind of take your career into that, into part of that path?
1: Really, Millette, it was about three years ago when I hatched blogging from paradise. Before that, I had done a little bit of network marketing and some freelance writing, but I thought that I, could see I had a talent to connect with people and to share my experiences of which I had a lot to call upon and I remember my wife Kelly at the time saying hey you know Kelly's saying why don't you maybe move into the coaching side of things and off the bat I just I saw the potential was there but in the same regard I was really nervous because I didn't think I knew my stuff well enough so I'm like okay here's the deal I'll coach But, and and believe it or not, this is how I started with, and I know a lot of folks start from a very interesting space energetically, but, uh, but literally I would just say, send me, send me whatever you have, you know, as far as money with it. So, so I just remember the one person saying here, you know, he sent me like 30 bucks or whatever for my first session. Um, but I started to gain the clarity and the confidence that I could share my experiences and be a skilled enough listener to help individuals. On their journey because being online at that point for like six, seven years, I had accumulated a a good deal of success, but then a lot of failure as well. So I feel like If I had that much to call upon coaching-wise that I could help people maybe avoid the mistakes I made to where they could cut their learning curve by, say, months or years. So that was really the the turning point, just kind of seeing, you know what, I could do this. And then having that realization of like, hey, that's like six years of just a lot of mistakes, but also a lot of success too, where I can kind of look at that, listen to people's problems, and then say, you know what, I've been down that road you know, 99% of the time. So that was kind of one of the biggest drivers for me to get out there and get the coaching page up and just do what I'm doing where I'm promoting it more and getting clearer on it and spreading the word so I could help other people maybe avoid some of the things that I ran into that were highly unpleasant.
0: You know, one of the things that you said that I want to dig into just a little bit is that you just started coaching around what you already knew. So I talked to a lot of people. A lot of people are certified. And a lot of people aren't. So have you run into any issues with people like being curious about whether you're certified or whether you're just teaching what you know?
1: Not really, Malek, just because everybody who's hired me has bought into me years before I ever became a coach. So they were on board and they weren't looking. Their certification was okay, unless this guy's really good with Photoshop He's actually (laughs) retired to a life of island hopping through smart blogging. He knows I'll build a successful blog again unless I was just BSing them. I've appeared on Richard Branson's blog, Forbes Entrepreneur. So they kind of saw that and like, okay, I think this guy knows what he's talking about even if he doesn't have a specific certification. So for my path, it really didn't make a ton of sense too because I'm focused more on assisting people who want to build a blog or Mm -hmm. maybe an online business, whereas I know certification might be a little more common or accepted or expected a little bit more, say, in the life coaching area or more personal development. So so for me, it wasn't as big a deal anyway, but these folks had been on my list. I'd been helping them out for years, and they could see that uh, technically my certification was from the school of hard knocks (laughs) in many ways, (laughs) But, but I think that was one of the real cool things about it where they already bought into me, so they didn't really need to see any certificates or anything of that nature to hire me.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's something that a lot of people, you know, I mean, there's just a lot of discussion around it. And I like to talk to people about their opinions and just see, see sort of where people are coming from. Because I think that that you make a great point, the idea of coming at this from the school of hard knocks and You've been there and done that. And you have a whole lot of experience and a whole lot of ideas to share that you've already worked through. And you know what works and you know what's not working. So you don't necessarily, not everyone needs to have that piece of paper that says I'm qualified. Like you said, people can look at your blog and look at the things that you've done and know that you're, you're pretty darn qualified.
1: That's it. That's it. And I think it's something where so many folks want to go into coaching, but they don't value themselves enough or their experiences. You know, Mm someone will be online. They'll be like, oh, I'm talking to a client and, you know, I've been online for six years and I see the success they've had, but it's like they don't permit themselves to be the great coaches they could be or the coach they could be in some cases it's like listen you've been online for four or five years you have all these experiences i mean that's what people are really paying for you know what have Mm -hmm. you gone through i've been a blogging guinea pig for a lot of folks and i'm happy to do it now and of course earn through those channels but it's one of those deals where they think oh you know what do i know and i look at their blogs and i'm like you know quite a bit and you have a lot to to call upon so when clients come to you if you want to think about building a coaching business that you know what you could lead them in the right right direction because you've probably been there because most folks, especially in the beginning, if they're not a super experienced blogger, they just want the basic level stuff. And I mean, all of us who've been online for at least two, three years or even six months blogging, you know how to handle you know the basic uh, newbie beginner level questions and struggles. So
0: Right. And it just goes back to that idea of if you're just two or three steps ahead of your ideal client, you've got something to offer them.
1: Exactly, exactly. And that's all it takes. In some case, even like a step or two, folks who've been online for like a month with their blogs and they're like, I know nothing. I'm like, well, you knew how to set up your domain and hosting or how to hire someone, how to get a post out there. There's so many people in the world right now don't even know what a blog is. I didn't know what a blog was when I started blogging nine years ago. I, I honestly, I knew how to check ESPN. And my email. That's all I knew how to do a decade ago. I'm serious. I'm not even joking. So it's like, if I could do this, I mean, and so many people enter the online world from that space, then yeah, these people have some skills that are, are really helpful to other folks who have no idea what a blog even is.
0: Right. And we, and a lot of times we come at it from, you know, I've been doing this for a while. Everybody has to know what I know, and they just don't. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people that are absolutely starting from zero.
1: We make a lot of assumptions, and it's just one of those things I always like. See, my my uh, father now is a lot more sophisticated with stuff. My uncles are different uh, people, say in their 60s or 70s or even older. But so many folks who are younger and then older, they just – we make these assumptions that these folks even know – uh, the, the bare bones aspects of our niches. And there are so many millions and millions of people who are being introduced to new ways of living, new niches, new uh, potential professions, the online world where it's just like, they're just like, I have no idea. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I was at the car dealership here in New Jersey, exotic New Jersey, back in, uh, in the <laughs> States for while visiting family and friends. And people were like stunned that I could actually do what I'm doing, that it was even possible. And these are folks mm. who had just worked the nine to five their whole lives, and they're like, "You can make money online." And I, I thought I was like in, in in India or Cambodia or something. And this is like central New Jersey, freaking thirty minutes outside of the city. So it's like that goes to show you that there are so many people out there that don't even know that you can make money online, which mm. it amazes a lot of us. But you always kind of want to have that beginner's mindset, that that childlike enthusiasm for what you're doing, and also that openness to realizing that people are just coming from all different backgrounds and cultures, and and they're just waiting for uh, for someone to help them.
0: Right, right. Definitely. Now, you started saying a little bit about kind of how you got started coaching, and you mentioned that you had experienced a lot of ups and downs. So I'd like to talk about maybe a disappointment or just some sort of a really low point that you experienced when you were getting started.
1: Hmm, okay. Uh, well, there was one point... <laughs> in my life a very colorful time where it was it was a blessing because it helped me purge a lot of the lower energies that I was clinging to that maybe blocked some of my happiness and su- worldly success I'll say but there was one point where I was down to, to four cents and I was $70,000 in debt and it, I was losing weight I was just I was living off these little things called heat peanuts at the <laughs> local 7-eleven <7-11, laughs> like 25 cent bags and it was like It was just, you know, the coaching business hadn't really come into form and I was just really working my way up. And I was like, really, this was like pretty much from a worldly perspective, a rock bottom where Mm -hmm. I was just like, wow, I've been doing this online bit for a number of years already. And like, I'm this broke and I had to sell everything and... Just, um, uh, was getting money from my parents to pay you the rent. And it was just, it was very humiliating on, on an ego level, but on a deeper level to build the foundation for building a successful blog and for a successful business. It's what I had to experience to basically face my stuff and, mm-hmm. and, and by stuff, you know, it's just, it's the fear is the lower energy deals that we, we all have to deal with when we dive into coaching or building a business. So it was the ultimate blessing. And, and now, you know, the creditors used to call me, phone ringing off the hook. I mean, I, I know now I should have sent them roses because they brought, <laughs> up, they brought up all the stuff that I didn't want to face, all the fear of loss and terror and terrible self-esteem that I had to face, embrace and release to become the person I am today.
0: Right, right. So what did you do to get beyond that? How did you come up out of that hole?
1: more than anything, Millette, I really saw that the advice that I had resisted from coaches, I wasn't, God knows I wasn't paying them money at the time, but I will say mentors um, that I had followed uh blogging wise and really life wise, I began to take their ideas to heart because before then I was so much in survival mode, just trying to get by, get enough food to eat and put a roof on my head and have the basics covered that I just ignored all this awesome advice. So I first off, I started feeling these really terrible feeling emotions, but again, they're just energies, you know, waves of energy in our mind, these little squiggly lines or whatever at a a quantum level. But in the same regards, as I was feeling these unpleasant feelings and releasing them, I started to vibe higher, doing more things from a space of like fun and passion where I wouldn't look at something and say, okay, I'm going to blog about this. Cover this topic, I just want to make some uh chatter out of it. I was like, "No, let me do this because it's fun. Let me explore something that that I feel passionate about And I began following the advice of like really successful coaches and bloggers, and really, that caused me to do a few things, and number one, it was to blog primarily for fun and to coach primarily for fun for like the joy of it and to look at like the profits and the client base and the traffic and all the ebook sales as like icing on a cake or a cherry on top and that's a really good energetic space to to really it's the ultimate energetic space to enter any venture and then number 2 I was creating and connecting so I based my whole campaign on creating helpful content and serving others and connecting with individuals who are successful in my niche by promoting them featuring them interviewing them and building those friendships, and of course, in turn, a lot of these uh, heavies in the blogging niche promoted me, they gave me guest posting rights, which expanded my reach really far and wide quickly, and helped me land on some awesome, awesome blogs, and then uh, the thing that I really ultimately added, like, I did a while ago, like, bits and pieces, Millette, but really over the past, like, year to, like, especially six months, I really made it uh, an absolute intent of mine to, to follow my phone, but to dive, like, deeply into like, my, like, Biggest fears, not every day, but just really, just probing, testing the limits, not pushing myself, but being pulled. And there's a very big difference between the two. But kind of being, but pulled by my intuitive nudges. But just diving into these fears of like submitting guest posts to these blogs with like 2.5 uh, million fans and all these different things that I ducked in the past
0: mm-hmm. that I've
1: since done and done successfully that have helped me. To expand my presence, help a lot more folks and just have a lot more fun as I've expanded my, um, my brand and, you know, my coaching services and my ebooks online. So it's kind of a, a number of different things that following the fun, creating and connecting and then diving into those fears. And that's where things really started to turn for me.
0: You know, one thing that you said that I'd like to, to explore just a little bit deeper is you talked about really focusing on creating something that was useful and then connecting and networking. So a lot of times the people that I talk to is sort of the maybe a sticking point for a lot of people is they almost feel like they're like creating in this vacuum. Like they're the only one that hears about it. Mm. So what would be maybe a tip or just an idea for people to be able to, to take that step to kind of get outside of themselves and to, to make some noise where people actually can, someone else can see it besides them.
1: I live and I've lived over years, but like I do my, energetic darndest to embody the robert uh kiyosaki quote the the wealthiest and most successful people in the world they look for and build networks and everyone else looks for work so like mm-hmm. that's the idea where you just have to say like you said people building their consulting businesses coaching businesses or whatever any type of business and they're they're just like i'm creating in a vacuum and my advice always is the clients or to anybody and i just received an email. Two, two seconds before we went live, that it was the same thing, you know, like I'm, I don't like, you know, I'm creating in a cyber cave. I'm just sick of publishing for crickets, you know, and all that stuff. <laughs> it's, I do it practically as through blog commenting and through guest posting. But first off, just get this idea in your mind. You will not succeed with any venture unless you have a network of strong supportive people around you because so much of what we do as human beings is kind of the, the the pack mentality where we build our tribes. And it's not so much a competitive where it's one tribe versus the other, but it's just you see that with all these successful folks. They just have these huge groups of people that resonate with them and they promote their success. And they're almost like an army of uh self-promoters for these people. They tweet their posts and they feature them and they endorse them and buy their ebooks. And and I built a pretty cool tribe on my blog because I just I promoted a ton. Build friendships with a ton of successful people in the blogging tips niche, and now their niches too, the travel blog niche, but I just did it through commenting on their blogs and through guest posting on their blogs and promoting them, featuring them, interviewing them. So I'd say if you don't want to create in a vacuum, take like, to begin with, five to ten successful people in your niche. Send them emails asking them how you could help them, and that will be a little bit of a... a, a A confusing thing in your mind because you're going to say, wait a second, I need their help. But the way to make inroads, if you want people to read your blog and hire you, you know, be interested in your services, it's to simply befriend as many top folks in your niche by helping them out as possible. And then what they do, they're the individuals who will be able to expand your reach far and wide. So then you will have people showing up. To read your content and to hire you and to comment on your blog or to spread your word or to endorse you. And that's where really the magic happens when you connect with these, I call them the blogging big dogs in your niche Mm -hmm. or any successful folks in your niche. Send them an email, tweet their post, leave a comment on their blog, just pop up on their radar. And over time, even if these individuals don't befriend you personally or endorse you, their followings which are very loyal and very interested in your niche they're going to start making their way to your blog, to your site, and they're going to see what you're about. So it's all about this idea of just connecting by befriending, by helping, adding value, serving people in as many ways as possible, uh, influencing your influencers in your niche, of course. And the more you do that, then these people and their tribes are going to expand your presence, and that's how you pop up on the radar.
0: And something that you said that makes a lot of sense to me is you said over time. So this isn't something that someone should expect. Okay, I'm going to find 10 people, I'm going to send 10 emails, and all of a sudden, everybody's going to send their audience to me. It just doesn't work that way. This is something to nurture and to, to sort of develop over a period of months, a period of a year. What what would you say people just need to settle into the idea of, this is going to take me a while?
1: Months to years. Yeah, months to years, Millett. and it's something I've really explored a lot with my blog recently. Through blogging and then through building your network, through building your consulting business, this stuff isn't linear. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like, okay, how many times do I have to pitch an influencer until they endorse me or give me guest posting rights and I said no you're still in employee mode you're still in salary mode you're still in I'll do x amount of work and then I'm going to get paid for it I'll see the results and if you're going to be an entrepreneur it is not linear this does not happen uniformly it's not about I'm putting in the time Now, and I'm going to be paid now. It's about I'm putting my energy out there, creating value, doing things from that like fun loving space, helping people, being generous. And that abundant energy will create opportunities for you. But as far as a time frame, three months, six months, a year, that's just how it works because it's it's something where so many of us have these really deep mental blocks to success and so many fears and it's just it's stuff that we gradually see over time and we gradually embrace an experience that usually based on our life span Making these breakthroughs and connecting with individuals, it takes, you know, three months, six months, a year, a couple years to build up the friend network to where things really start to pop with your blog and your business. Cause we just have to, we have to find clarity. Most of us are making a quantum leap from a very different lifestyle. I was a a broke, unemployed security guard, $70,000 in debt. And now I'm an island hopping, pro blogging, Amazon best selling coach. And it's like, what do you think I went through? And not that it was some special thing because so many folks go through so much more even as they expand far and wide. But it's like all the fears I had to face and all the clarity I had to gain through, uh, through patience, persistently promoting other bloggers to get where I'm at today. I mean, it was, uh, it was a kind of a hairy journey along the way, but I'm so grateful for it, but it does. It just takes time. So patience, grasshoppers. That's what I say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I love that idea of just the perseverance. Don't expect for this to happen quickly. Just be content to enjoy the process and put in that consistent action. So can you tell us about a time where that, sort of consistent action finally started to look like you were getting some momentum? When did you reach sort of a tipping point where you thought, okay, this is starting to work?
1: Wow. There was a few times during my blogging career where I kind of reached these tipping points where I saw this manifestation of like really cool stuff happening. And, and this was like one of the coolest things. My wife and I were doing a house sit in a remote jungle in costa rica a lot of times we do these house hits because they bring us to places we never go so we watch like pets or just keeping our eye on a home for for free for like sometimes Mm -hmm. a month six months and we're in a remote costa rican jungle three hours away from humans we had we had to hike through it was like natural geographic all types of rare animals and this and that and then we go into town once a week and the one day i remember checking my email and we just check email for two hours a week and get our provisions for the week and then uh Trek back into the jungle and I saw that within a debt within uh, a day I landed a feature on Richard Branson's virgin blog and then right after that I landed on Forbes. Mm. They wanted to speak to me about being a digital nomad and I'm like all that creating and connecting because so many folks send me emails get me on these sites around you have posting rights or you've been featured you have connections and I just tell people folks that. Me being featured on these sites and it growing my business and my blog and my brand and getting in touch with clients, that all happened through months and years of persistent one-to-one connections, one-to-one connections that I built patiently. And that was like a real eye opener. And in that case, it was pretty cool because I w- my business was so passive for those six weeks. I mean, we worked maybe three hours a week, and then other than that, I totally let it go. We just said we're going to really go off the grid for a while and you know clear out some blocks and enjoy nature and do this one of a one of a kind thing. But um, but that was really one of those points where I'm like, wow, I'm like this is Richard Branson. And even after that, it was pretty cool. He he responded to some of my tweets, and it was just it was somewhat surreal. But then again, it made total sense because that's what these people did to become successful and to get featured like we all pop up on the radar sometime and we're all off the radar before we're on the radar
0: (laughs) right right definitely yeah that's super cool just to think that you can be that all the little steps that you put into place led up to this and you weren't even expecting it it was like trek into town get some you know some groceries and boom there it is
1: exactly yeah i was so much in survival mode like literally i was losing so much weight and i had to bring like 30 pounds of um sometimes 15 20 pounds the well, only it was probably 30 pounds of everything together these groceries three it was like Indiana Jones it was crazy so I was so focused on just surviving and then when I saw that I'm like that is pretty pretty cool and it also helped i think me see the power of detachment you could do so much step by step by step by step and then pull back relax for a bit and kind of let things you know handle themselves too a little bit too you know trust in the process so so that really was an eye opening experience for me
0: Right. You know, a lot of times people will measure their success by, you know, setting a particular goal and then being able to hit that goal. What would you say has been a favorite achievement so far in your career?
1: Oh, wow. I would say my number one achievement. And this is it's not as tangible as as, as what other people would say, but I'm so much as opposed to goals into just Seeing my intent manifest. And for me, I mean, ultimately, Millette, my biggest achievement is just living life on my terms, being able to, to travel at the drop of a hat and then having the, the blog where I'm building a full-time income through the consulting business and through my 126 ebooks and my audiobooks and all these other income streams. Well, like, today I could be like, hey, Kel, well, actually, we actually have a house sit on Thursday, so I wouldn't do it. We have a house sit in the Upper West Side of Manhattan, Central Park West. Our neighbor is Michael Strahan, which is so mm-hmm. cool. Like, all these celebrities walking around. It's just a very surreal experience seeing these folks, like, left and right. But, um, but really, we could be like, if we didn't have the house sit in the city, or if we canceled it, but we wouldn't, we could be like, hey, let's go to Fiji and let's get tickets and let's leave Friday. And we could do that. And that's, mm-hmm. like, the coolest thing about achievement-wise, like this lifestyle of freedom, because I've talked to many bloggers and a lot of them, you know, million and million dollar earners, and, and they send me emails, and some of them are very well-known and my friends, and they send me emails and say, Ryan, how in the heck do you do it? Like, they, they want to know how I've achieved this life of freedom, because even though they've had great worldly success, as far as manifesting money, and, and I mean, I've had success in that area myself, I've always made it about the freedom where I could just do whatever I want whenever I want to. I'm not bound to anything. I mean, obviously, I have my uh, appointments with different interviews and clients. But beyond that, it's more about just being able to – to live life how I want to live it. And that's, that's ultimately my greatest achievement. Cause my job before when I was at PureGuard, Guard, I used to work 18 hour days, sometimes seven days a week. Everything was based on overtime. So you talk about doing a complete 180. I had such clarity and got such a sense of contrast. Like I never want to do that again where I'm trading time for dollars or trading my life just to uh, make ends meet. So I just, um, I, I just went in the opposite direction. And ultimately that's been it where we could just leave and do as we, we want.
0: I I love the idea of being able to create a lot of freedom as well as creating the, you know, the financial rewards, but just the idea of having that type of business that lets you be able to go anywhere, be able to do anything, be able to take chances to, to do whatever you really, really love. So... When we start thinking about these things that we want to create for ourselves, um, a lot of people really just want to, you know, grow their business, that sort of thing. What would you say that you're most interested in creating next in your business?
1: Well, really, right now, Millette, I am into the aspect of using video marketing to, and especially live video marketing, to connect with my my readers, my client base, just new individuals who happen to stumble upon my videos on Periscope or on Facebook Live or even on the videos that I'm also placing on YouTube, just because I feel that the more I'm creating the videos, it adds a more personalized touch to what mm-hmm. I'm doing. And it also gives me a vehicle through which I could promote my ebooks. And like I said, they're all bite sized, but there are 126 ebooks, 124 on Amazon, and two on sales. So I'm really trying to spread the word on those two. So it's one of those things rather than overload myself with work. It's just focusing on a few basic things, but I really love video as as a tool to build my brand, to connect with readers and viewers on a deeper level because I just think it adds that authentic air. You know, so many of my readers have said to me, hey, I just feel like I've really gotten to know you as a person through your videos because sometimes the word is on a screen. Or, you know, maybe we're just doing audio and it definitely feels a ton more personable than reading words on a screen. And then there's also video, too, that's whether you're doing a podcast or, you know, audio interview like we're doing or you're doing the video. It just adds that more personal element to things. And I think that's something that's so lacking for most individuals who are really afraid to do something, even if it's not live. They're afraid to do anything other than typing, uh, words into a WordPress back office and it's, it just gets you over yourself. And I think that's so big, especially for a coach, because if you want to build a consulting business, you're going to have to be quick on your feet, empathetic, open. You have to be a listener and you have to be able to see where the pain point is, where the problems are, or, you know, how someone wants to live their dreams and be able to not even so much dissect that as much as just be open to it, to be receptive to it. And then through the processing of it, then you'll be able to to connect with uh, your your clients with answers. And I think something like live video or even just recorded video or these podcasts add such a, a rich element both to your blog and your brand and your business. But in addition to that, it gives you a real good uh, trial run before you dive full bore into your consulting business.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's great. I love the idea of just exploring different outlets to connect with people and just reaching people in different ways we really haven't explored completely yet. You know, one of the things that I like to talk to people about is just the different ways that people can earn a living as a coach. I mean, it's it can really just run the gamut. Like some people just love doing one on one coaching, that's all they want to do. Book 20 clients a week, they're happy. Other people really love. Like to create this portfolio career where they have a lot of different things and each one is contributing a little piece to their overall income. So, how are you generating revenue in your business?
1: Well, as far as the coaching side of things, the consulting side of things, Millette, I focus on three different channels. One are like one hour, one off, one on one sessions where I just connect with individuals through the phone or through a live video. And I just help them with any of their blogging issues and sometimes stuff, a little more life stuff that's related to blogging. But that's one of my channels. I also do an eight week more intensive premium package where it's still those one-hour sessions, but I offer live email support or, you know, I'd say within the day, I respond within 24 hours, email support. So if they have a question in between the weekly hour-long sessions for that eight-week stretch, they can get in touch with me, you know, a quick question, or maybe something a little more in-depth. So that gives them... You know, access to me is a resource where it's not just a week-to-week thing. They can be in touch with me anytime they want during the week. And then I also do a more in-depth report, which is really applicable to blogging, where someone says, hey, you know, I'm starting this blog from scratch, or I've been blogging for six years and I've made uh, enough money to buy a gum wrapper, All you know, right. <laughs> like I've made anything to add, you know, six cents through add cents after six years, maybe I should. So what I do is I do like a soup to nuts report where I do top-down from... I look at the domain name and then I just go over it like a fine tooth comb all the way down to the footer pages, you know, just anything. It's just a full in-depth report of um, what I feel they're doing right from the aspect of, you know, the high energy stuff, whatever they're doing that's really resonating with me. And I think they're on the right track and then also sharing what they can maybe change up to get them even more on the right track and building the traffic and building the brand with whatever they want to do with their blog. Because for some folks, they just kind of want it to be more of a hobby or just a passive income stream. And then you have other folks that want to do it like me. They're like, I want this to grow into something or I can grow into something where I could travel the world and do it through blogging. Whether it's travel blogging or whether it's kind of like what I do, because I do a little bit of travel blogging, but then I also focus heavily on the blogging tip side of things. So it's, it's one of those deals where you tailor each service to the individual, of course, to the client. But I figure through those three different channels, and I'm always, you know, apt to expand upon that. And I also have courses that people like something more of a passive nature, or maybe the interaction is not as big, where I do like audio courses and video courses, so they could, really receive like in a way passive coaching in Mm -hmm. a way where it's just like that's there for them to to refer to anytime like one of my courses like a six hour audio course so they could just kind of dive into it that way so those are the streams i'm focusing on right now just to connect with individuals through their preferred medium because some people just don't want to really talk at all like you just send me a report i love to read it at my own leisure and then other people like more of the long-term coaching deals so they can see like the lasting change and other folks it's it's more of a one-off where it's a one-time deal or some individuals are just like you know what i'm not quite sure if i'm going to commit for the eight weeks but i'll just pop back and uh check in you know next month or a couple weeks down the road and kind of take it from there
0: one thing that a lot of people, new and experienced coaches, tend to to have questions about is just the whole idea of getting clients. I mean, I think that's on everybody's mind, you know. How do I book in clients? How do I book in these discovery calls? What would you say is your favorite strategy for getting new people to come into your coaching business?
1: Really to just have them find me through attraction marketing, which really It goes back to the creating connecting bit where you're just I'm creating the content to show people, Okay, this guy knows how to build a successful blog. He's done it himself. He's doing it for clients. He could show me, you know, simple, practical tips, doing it from the inside out. And that helps me get the content out there. But then as far as bringing in the clients, the connecting aspect of like befriending the top bloggers in my niche um, I have a guest posting admin rights at bloggingtips.com, which is actually very good for SEO because it's always like number one or two or right at the top for the blogging tip search. So, you know, clients find me through that channel or they find me through just uh, more organic streams through, say, social media when some of my blogging buddies promote me and they're like, hey, I found you through Zach Johnson's blog or through John Chow's blog or, mm-hmm. you know, some of these other top bloggers. So, so I think really that's the basis of it. If you create and connect I think of it almost like you'll find clients almost like the creating and connecting. I equate it to, or I would draw an analogy between that and a spider's mm-hmm. web. And like those little nodes in a spider web are almost like your buddies that you make. And then those connecting strands of the spider's web, that's, you know, retweeting someone, commenting on their blog, asking them how you could help them. Just doing as much as you can to serve your friends and to connect with them. And then eventually as these connections grow and you have the strands and the nodes, it's going to be one of these like massive, you know, spider webs. Like when we were in Costa Rica in that, that deep jungle where some of the webs were like... Literally like eight feet across. Now we're not going to be catching clients per se. It's not it's not a competitive lower energy thing where you know they're going to be prey. But your reach is going to be far and wide, where people will see you all over the place. And when folks see you all over the place, they see you helping people. Then they're like, hey, that's my guy. And just talking to a client the other day, she was like, um, you know, she's booked a couple one off sessions, and she's like, I didn't. She's like, I could have chose a uh, uh, you know fifty million other bloggers or whatever. And there's so many in your niche, but I just looked at you and I'm like, that's my mm-hmm. guy. And the more you do the creating and connecting, you just find the clients that just resonate with what you do and there's no money object it's just boom let's do it let's do it let's do it and that's that's what's really cool about it but I would say that would be the best thing that's how I do it and I know so many other successful coaches too they build up that friend network through helping other people and they create the value create 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 connect create connect create connect and then of course too it helps to have a, a clear coaching page where you lay out the benefits you know a little bit about yourself and also have your about me page that's really important too because before people trust the advice, they're going to check the source, mm-hmm. of course. Um, so having that good about me page, you know, clear and transparent, and then also a coaching page, it just lays out how you benefit clients and how you could help them.
0: You know, Ryan, I really love your story of how you got started, honestly, from rock bottom, a lot of debt, and just sort of spinning your wheels with the online thing for a while. And you've grown it over the past several years to some of the things that you were talking about, getting featured on you know, Forbes, getting this connection with Richard Branson's business, getting these people that are in the business to look at you and take you seriously and really build up an awesome business. What would you say to someone who's just starting out? If they're just getting started creating their business, what would be the first thing they should do, or maybe even what would be the thing that you wish you had done first that might've shaved a little bit of the time off?
1: Build a business on your passion. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, that's gotta be, that's a one. And that's so many folks. Millett, I just, I say, if I were to do it over, I always, I'm of the proponent. I'm far from a blogging <laughs> Buddha, but I, but I really do believe that perfect place, perfect time, no matter what, like everything unfolds as it should. But, you know, if I went back in a way back machine, time machine, I would do what I'm doing, not solely because, you know, I'm going to want to make money and grow our business. But like 90, 80 to 90 to 95% of my energy, just picking a business based on some topic you feel passionate about. Because when you enter into the consulting business from that energetic space, the work is the reward. It won't feel as much like work. And everything else will feel like icing on the cake. So you won't have that desperate, fear-based energy that most human beings cling to, that leads to struggles where they're just like, they'll be connecting with people for three weeks and creating blog posts, and they're like, why haven't, why hasn't, uh, why haven't I made twenty grand yet, or why haven't? I haven't even had a client be interested in my site, and I've reached out to all these folks, and I've been pitching these folks left and right, and I've been desperately chasing them, and I would tell them, well, you know, whatever you chase, fleas, you know, just like anything, so that's a fear-based energy, and it's just when you're passionate about what you're doing, when you really have fun, like I say, blog your fun. You know, people say, what's the fastest-moving niche? How do you grow your business? What makes you feel alive? I just ask them, like, what do you enjoy doing more than anything? That's where you want to build a consulting business around because you'll have the proper energy to sustain with the creating and connecting that builds the foundation for long-term success not for pl- flash in the pan success manipulative stuff you know you're using really like really fear-based tactics to try to scare people into uh you know signing up under you and hiring you when it's coming more from that pure heart centered fun space and then the flip side to that too not the flip side but the but the awesome benefit is things will come together for you so much more easily Over the long haul, you know, maybe you'll waited for a while, you'll been patient and stuff wasn't coming together as much, but then in addition to your coaching business. You're going to get these other business ideas. You'll act on them and then you'll start making money through those streams. So you'll learn that the blessing of having multiple streams of income. So maybe if your coaching business for whatever reason slows down for a little bit, then you just sold a course for 350 bucks, mm-hmm. so or you sold 20 ebooks and that's an extra 50 and And that's where a lot of these people that build these online empires, I mean, they may make a fair chunk of change through one stream, but then they have all these other streams. And that's how you really free yourself from, um, you make yourself fi- you know, financially independent, but where you don't become, you you become less and less attached to certain aspects of your your online business, and that puts you even in a better energetic space to succeed and to create and connect. So it's really just feeds upon itself. But but whatever is most fun to you, build your business model on that. Build your 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 coaching model on that. I love traveling. I love blogging. You know, and especially when people want to talk blogging. I mean, I could be here talking blogging for literally 15 hours straight, (laughs) and I really mean that because I also do a lot of training and running, and I think I ran like 10 or 11 miles yesterday. So you do have to take care of your body to really get your energy up to these insane levels, but in the same regard, I love this stuff. So it's not work to me, and if it's not work… I'll just do it, you know, indefinitely. I have to cut myself short and half these Periscope videos at 45 minutes or a half hour because I could be here all day, but also have other stuff to do to go to business. So.
0: <laughs> exactly. Ryan, this has been so good. I've learned so much from you in this 45 minutes. Now, we're going to finish up with the final five rapid fire questions. So what is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable?
1: Meditation. Far and away.
0: What is one quality that you feel every successful coach needs to develop? Compassion. Give us one book that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life.
1: A Course in Miracles.
0: Give us one online resource that you think coaches would love and that you couldn't do business without.
1: I would say positively positive.
0: And finally, how can the listeners best connect with you? What social platforms are you on and what's your website?
1: My website is bloggingfromparadise.com and really my most active social platform would be Twitter. I do a lot of tweeting every day. So if you want to get in touch with me on social there, but bloggingfromparadise.com you can get my eBooks, audiobooks, of course, blog posts, coaching services, uh, consulting services, all that good stuff.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, I will be sure to get all of those links on the show notes page. This has been such a great conversation. Thank you again, Ryan, for joining us today.
1: Well, thank you so much. I had so much fun.